Jason Duncan did something new. I did, dude. Something I have never, ever experienced before in my life. Yeah? Tell the people. Tell everybody what they need to hear. All right. My wife is a CrossFit instructor. and I hear good things about her instructing. Like, she doesn't make people cry too much. No, but <laughs> she's not easy on you either. Um, but one of uh, the people that she's training was going to preach and she preached this past Sunday. And so Jess and I said, you know, we'll, we'll be there for you. We'll, we'll go and we'll listen to you preach. And, um, we went and Jess and I, and the people who own the gym were the only white people at the gym. So you went to an all black church. Yeah. How was the music? Oh, I mean, that's something that you always hear. It was black churches. So incredibly good. Like, I, going there, I honestly feel like I have not ever been worshiping in the right way. Did you clap your hands really oh, loudly? Oh, I did, dude. It was such like an amazing celebration. Did, did you bring your boys with you, by yeah. the way? Yeah, we took the kids with us. Uh, Jess and I both felt this afterward that we have never been more welcomed at a church. You know, usually you, you walk into a new church and it's like, hi, and they'll shake hands. And they were giving out hugs, dude. I hugged so many people. And... I mean, the sermons were top-notch. They had two women who were being ordained as ministers there for their congregation. Ashley Sanders, Jess's uh, friend from the gym, which was funny because she goes, Jess is my sister, and I don't know you, but I see you pick up the kids from the gym, but you automatically my brother, (laughs) (laughs) which was just awesome. And then she preached for like 20 minutes, and then there was some some music, and then another woman, uh, Kimberly, she preached for another 20 minutes. I mean, it was just such solid, quoting Matthew Henry, I mean, solid, good preaching from both of them. And then we watched them get ordained as ministers afterwards. And something was really interesting to me and that we will maybe talk about a little bit in this episode. So the first qualification of them being a minister at their congregation was to love God with all of your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all of your strength. Not so much an odd one. The second one was to love others as yourself with the caveat of regardless of how they treat you, what they say about you, what they think about you. Mm. And that like, that hit me hard. Yeah. Like, like the call. I mean, that's not, that's not just a pastoral call. That's a Christian call. Yeah, it is. But just like, it just, it kind of like raised the bar a little bit. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't feel like I've ever had that qualification at least stated in that way to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it was pretty good. It was, it was really inspiring. And again, too, like we've, we've planned this visit for, for months now, and it just happened to fall on the weekend of the Charlottesville debacle. Debacle, absolutely. Which we talk about in this episode a little bit. I mean, yeah. so we have on yeah, our guests, up. our guests on are the probably wrong podcast guys who haven't released an episode in like three months and they talk about that a little bit there's a little there's a little bit of fear that they feel because i mean when they first started out they were kind of like most of the the christian deconstruction reconstruction podcast right they they kind of they asked they asked some serious questions to the church that the the church establishment like hey like these are some things that we need to, to kind of call into question and maybe talk about 
But more recently, I feel like their their latest episodes, if you go back through their archive, have kind of been talking a little bit more about political and cultural issues. Yeah, where most of these podcasts would be pretty progressive, they've remained pretty conservative. And frankly, to use in uh, 2016 buzzword, transparent. Yeah. About, <laughs> about those beliefs and... And it's not so. It's not popular opinion these days. No, and we kind of get into that. We kind of talk about some of our unpopular beliefs that we may have as conservatives. So this one, this one's a little edgy. I mean, if if I were to use a term that's popular out there in the uh, social media atmosphere, trigger warning. Yeah, uh, very much. So we ask that you give us some grace in having these conversations and. The main point stands, man. These these are important. These are important, but I think at the very end of the episode, we tie it all back. We do. So you know what? We gotta. We just gotta get into yeah. it. So everybody, without further ado, this is not your pastor's probably wrong politics episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Alex Ryman. Let's just, you know, why don't we just go around the table? I mean, that that just makes sense. So everybody knows Jason. Jason, say hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, to my left, I have... Andrew Stevens. And to my right, I have... Brandon James Ellis. Or would I call mm. them my alt-right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would I would call you guys some Detroit right-wingers. <laughs> oh, I am wearing right? a red hat with some white letters, but it says California pizza, I think. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When you first walked in and I saw the hat, I was like, is that a MAGA a hat? Trump bucket hat. <laughs> Everybody thinks it. Haven't, haven't people like called you out for that? Fun story. I was uh, I just bought this hat maybe like a couple weeks before the election. And it was on super sale at Urban Outfitters. And now I know why. Because it looks just like a Trump hat. It does. And Urban Outfitters are probably like, yeah, let's get rid of these. Yeah. So it was like five bucks. And I was like, this is a really cool hat. So I start wearing it around, you know, wearing it around town and. I uh, was playing at a church one Sunday morning, and the pastor was like, so, uh, you a Trump supporter? And didn't even realize my hat didn't say that. He's like, I don't know if you, if you should wear that on stage. I'm curious, in 20 years, how much are those hats going to be worth? That's a good question. Because they're going to be antiques yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So they might be worth some money. It might be worth investing in that, that hat in order to you know sell it to somebody and get some money for it. I think they'll be rare. I think a lot of them will get burned. Well, that's so? the thing. If, if yeah. people start burning them, then, you know, they become more valuable to people who want to buy them. I'm waiting for everybody to that's burn true. up their mid-90s uh, hockey cards, so <laughs> mine will be worth something. Weren't, <laughs> uh, weren't Beanie Babies supposed to be worth something? Yeah, we had and a bunch that, of those, too. Are they, though? That didn't happen. No, they're not worth Only anything. Only if you have the rare ones, the rare tie-dye Yeah, we had one. a princess die. I looked it up on eBay. It was supposed to be worth millions. It was worth $12. It's just like those stupid Disney VHS Black Diamond classics. That's a scam, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I just it's, donated all mine as part of our... Oh, Oh, them. to get you to buy them? Yeah, people were posting them and saying they were worth like $40,000. But, but selling then, them for like 50 bucks? But if bucks. you scroll down far and farther, not, like if you keep going on eBay, like they're like five bucks. It's, it's all, I feel like this is like an scam. insider conversation. In the hey, it, does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways. But if you guys haven't listened to the podcast, it's called the Probably Wrong Podcast, and we have the hosts in studio with us tonight. And by studio, I mean my musty basement in Flint, Michigan. No, it's yeah. a very it's a very nice basement. Alex. The cedar the cedar walls really help. It also yeah. helps with the uh, mildew because cedar or cedar <laughs> cedar <laughs> cedar helps uh, reduce uh, mold and. Oh, does nice. it, does it soak up moisture? Yeah, and it doesn't rot. 
So it's, it's fun interesting. facts with Alex. Wow, what yeah, else you got for us? I learned that in woodshop class. <laughs> But anyway, so we have these guys on because, well, they're good friends of ours, and we actually recorded a podcast with you guys back in, gosh, was it January? It was our first episode of the year of 2017. Holy crap. We recorded it over Christmas. Over Christmas break. Oh, okay. So it was back in December. Episode on Calvinism. On Calvinism. Which is going to play well into this conversation, I think. (laughs) Some of you guys are predestined. Some of you aren't. This this is what it is. I was predetermined to be a conservative. (laughs) Yeah, so you guys are conservatives. So my genetics. Right? You guys hate Mexicans. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not conservative. Jason's going for it. I'm very conservative. I just listened listened to your episode. uh, Look at my hat. Conservative is the new punk rock. Mm. Oh, that was an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny. I I still uh, stand behind that statement. I feel like as you look at the American political scene, it's it's more and more rare to, to at least hear somebody speak out with a conservative tone because you get labeled a bigot right away. So... Because it's kind of fringe in conversation, I think it's I think that's really similar to punk rock. Yeah. At least when it came on the scene, yeah. it was like the the weirdest music. Everybody's like, "That's weird, punk yeah. rock," and now that's conservatism. Yeah. So I was listening to NPR today, and they were talking about having to redefine uh, conservatism. Mm. because of everything that's, that's being really, lumped into it. Yeah. Like, you mean like with the, all the alt-right stuff? Well, yeah. I mean, today when you hear that word, you almost automatically assume that you hate Mexicans, you're alt-right, a white supremacist, no. and you've got all no, these no, no, bad no. ideals associated with conservatism. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I could... Oh, go ahead, Andrew. I'm sorry. Can you guys vouch for that? Do you guys experience that or, or no? Is I that think, just a total I myth? I think that's a... a, a I think the left is trying to make that a thing, but I think people realize the alt-right, the skinheads, the Nazi well, guys are not, you I think know, it's, conservatives. I think a similar conversation, conversation is happening on the left with uh, the term liberal and left is like there's a distinction going on there now, too, where people like there's people like Dave Rubin. Who is like Rude. taking back the word yeah. liberal? Classic liberal. Yeah, he calls himself like a classic liberal, in the same sense that we would probably call ourselves maybe like a quote unquote classic conservative, because both sides are getting more and more polarized, and as exactly. they become more and more polarized, they become more extreme. And you have these like bizarre groups that are popping up on both sides. I would argue that the left is more infiltrated by extremism as a conservative. <laughs> But I mean, I think I think like the fringe alt right stuff. I hope most people realize that's not what conservatism is. I would think people don't. I don't know. I, when you go on Facebook, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like people just group the whole thing together because it's it's an it's it's an easy way to put a target on the conservatives back. If yeah. You, the second you put the word conservative and neo Nazi in the same sentence, it's like we're done. That's why yeah. I, I I would like to push back against that pretty hard because I don't I don't think it's too late to conserve the word conservatism for lack of a pun. <laughs> I think the word is a powerful it has a, a really good meaning behind it. I don't yeah I, you know you know you could say the same thing about the word Christian. I mean yeah. what's that defined as? What does that mean? Does that mean legalist fundamentalist or does that mean somebody loving? Like there's all there's all kinds of baggage yeah. tied up into that word. And it seems more and more like Christian and conservative are two words that get lumped together. And it feels like they're getting lumped together with extremism. Do you guys feel that at all? Or is that just, is that just me? 
Like when I, I look through I, news feeds, honestly, and stuff. I I, I kind of feel like at least in my Facebook feed, and that's also like a a bad sample of society because it's yeah. just the people I've added. But it seems like a lot of the people I'm friends with on Facebook aren't conservative. I feel like a lot of Christians are being pigeonholed into this like progressive style Christianity where they're taking a lot of the I'm going to use the word left, not liberal. I think yeah, they're taking a lot of the leftist leftist ideology. And trying to make sense of it all because to be a Christian kind of means to be punk rock in today's yeah. day and age. And when you read the Bible, it says a lot of stuff that's not easy mm-hmm. to read in light of what American culture, Western culture wants us to believe. And I think that's hard to, I don't know, like understand. It's hard to be a Christian truly in culture. So I think a lot of them are turning progressive yeah. and saying, eh, I'm going to we'll let this issue slide we'll let that we'll let that sin slide isn't it like it's it's marketing the gospel yeah it's spinning the truth well isn't it ironic that it almost seems like the least defined word is christian and for the longest time christians and conservatives were lumped together you know i I grew up in a super fundamental church and i was conservative by default and pressured into it there was there was no other option Mm -hmm. for me in the in the environment that i grew up in and now it feels like, uh, well, I mean, Trump makes it easy because he's so outlandish and he's even hard to make a moral claim with that, yeah, definitely. that, um, that you see people are more and more um, switching from conservative. They may have voted for Bush for both two terms, but now, you know, they're full blown Democrat or mm-hmm. moderate or somewhere in the middle or progressive and they're it's like Christianity is latching on to, it's in the process of latching on to a diff- different political party. Yeah. Like, and would you say, cause you said just a minute ago that you think it's more lumped, lumped with the conservatives, but would you say it's kind of latching more Democrat with like, especially the younger Christians coming up, like the millennial movement? I would say so. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the way I feel. That's, I that's what it looks like. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the trend. That's that the trend. It's happening. trending left. Whatever that means. It's just weird that Christianity doesn't stand on its own. It it has to lump with something. And maybe that's just yeah. our culture and our context. But it is an interesting point. Like that Christians can't just be Christians. We have to like somehow identify with a political party. Or we have to somehow you have to virtue signal basically and say this yeah. is these are the things that we do agree with and these are the things that we don't agree with. And Constantly. And I, and I don't think Facebook helps either because it's it's this reactionary uh, culture that we live in now. So it's like it, as soon as something happens, like Charlottesville or anything that happens as far as like other riots all around the U.S., it's like you have to you like you're just waiting for that mega church pastor to make a statement. Yeah. And it's it's like can we just wait a second and that, like well go ahead. Jason. No, I was no. gonna say you said the word reactionary, and it makes me think like the the ultimate key to being accepted in today's society is having the right words mm-hmm. at the right time. And if you don't have them, if you, if you have a delayed response to something that's going on because everything moves super quick, then you could be labeled as a bigot or as an outsider. Or if you don't use the, the right verbiage. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw the same thing with Donald Trump with the events over the weekend, right? His response to what happened... His initial wasn't, response wasn't good enough. <laughs> people didn't like the original wording of it. Yeah, and then two days later, he's got the correct wording, but now it's two days late. Yeah, and, and I, like I'm just they, using they, that as an example because it's a it's a big easy target. But I think yeah. that happens on a on a personal level too. I see that 
like more and more online, like where people you hear people say uh like silence is violence where you have to it's like you have to fall in line now you have to pick a side and you have to speak up because if you don't speak up then like your silence is somehow perpetuating the the oppression of a certain group of people or whatever but it's really like it's it's weird because we're getting to the point we're getting to a point where we're becoming so polarized that even just using social media just for the sake of entertainment is like not acceptable to some people. Like you have to be on there making your stance every day. Like yeah. when something like Charlottesville happens, it's like if you don't say anything, well, do you support the KKK? <laughs> it's really bizarre, but it's just like a, another symptom of the polarization that's happening, I think. Yeah, it's almost like getting to the point where I feel like a lot of people are afraid to say anything. They're just opting out of the conversation altogether because they know yeah. no matter what they say, they're not going to make people happy. And I think that lends to part of the polarization because people quit talking. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you don't want to say the wrong thing because then you get immediately just excommunicated from you, whatever group that you're in. Like there's there's certain times I'm like, oh, man, this video is really interesting. You know what? I should post that on mm-hmm. Facebook because it, it, it's just an interesting conversation piece. And then I don't. Like I, I had a real, I, I posted a cartoon on my uh, last Saturday morning because that's what you do on Saturday mornings. You watch cartoons. I posted a cartoon from the nineteen forties or fifties. I can't remember. Talking about the evils of socialism, and I was, I really struggled with it for a while. To, if I should even post it because I know yeah, there's going to be somebody who's like, you don't socialism is not that bad. But I did it anyway because I'm like, you know what? This is from the forties, and we're still wrestling with this problem. Is socialism good for America? I personally, being a conservative, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Don't say that to a Bernie bro. <laughs> the Bernie bros. <laughs> um, Free pudding cups for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he has four houses, which makes no sense. Uh, what? Yeah. He does? He owns four homes. Yeah. Beautiful is it four? Homes. Four. Oh, yeah. He just recently bought one and his wife's under investigation for uh, something yeah. with some funds with some a college that she started. I don't know. Everybody's got their dirt. Let's just be honest. Everybody's got dirt on yeah. both sides. We're all sinners. We're all that's total depravity, dirt, which dirt. goes back to our uh, Calvinism. <laughs> You're waiting for that connection, weren't you? I am. <laughs> I'm going to make all the connections to Tulip here tonight. <laughs> so, Brandon, Andrew, I want to hear. I want to hear your 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 speech. I feel like you've been preparing a speech today. You really do. <laughs> Not at all. Well, no. Okay, so in light of like I'll, the, I'll speak, the political though. conversation. And just the idea of censorship on Facebook and like people being kind of like, like Alex was saying, like nervous to speak. Um, like, what is your thought on that? Because well, I don't know if we talked about this yet, but basically our podcast, the Probably Wrong podcast, we haven't really been doing it for the last few months. We kind of just... I've been missing you guys. We kind of just died off. And uh, I mean, part of it's due to us just being busy right now, but also there's a little bit of an anxiety i guess to say the things we want to say yeah um, give me give me def- a thought no, definitely be dog i mean we we were a podcast for almost every week for a year so we put out like 52 episodes yeah um and it, we had a great time and as we grew and continued discourse and challenged our own belief systems we really i feel like we were kind of sharpening our sword as to what the podcast really was and what we truly believed when i started doing it um i was kind of politically agnostic i was like you know what it doesn't matter who the president is life's always the same my grass still grows 
I still have a dog that needs food in the morning and at night. Like, nothing really affected anything, I thought. And then the more I talked on a weekly basis with Andrew and did my research, I realized, wow, like, there really is uh, something to be said about where this country's going. And, mm-hmm. you know, our, our kids are going to be living in this country and, and becoming adults in 15, 20, 25 years. And the things we do now affect that. So I got pretty passionate about it. And um, let's just be honest. We live in a world where we claim to have freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. But you turn on your Facebook, and if you say something that opposes somebody's belief, it's not just that they disagree with you, they attack you personally. So if I were to say, hey, I don't think Black Lives Matter is a good cause. If I were to just post that on Facebook right now, a matter of fact, anybody listening right now, I dare you, if you want to (laughs) challenge me on this, post a Facebook status saying Black Lives Matter isn't a good cause. Just just post that and watch the comments roll in. You can't even disagree or say something contrary to the political narrative of the left without being labeled a bigot mm-hmm. or a hateful person. The second you take my opinion and say my opinion is hateful just because I disagree with you, that's dangerous because not only is that telling me that my my position is bad, but it's telling me that I'm a bad person. So the second you, you not only disagree, but turn it into identity politics and say that I'm a bad person for having a certain standpoint, that's when you completely ruin the discourse and the conversation is no longer a conversation. It's, it's a battlefront and it's me versus you, not just on this thin, you know, spiritual level. It's, it's almost a physical level. It's, it's why there's violence in America because we're attacking our, not just our minds, but our flesh Mm. by saying you're hateful. That is a dangerous thing to say and words mean a lot. And so having a podcast called the Probably Wrong Podcast was liberating because we said every episode, we're probably wrong. So I think people gave us a lot of grace. But with all that said, where we wanted to take the podcast and where I would love to take the podcast, even though we had, we stopped for about three months, and we didn't really stop for any good reason. Like I felt like we were actually getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it was kind of ramping up, and then we just stopped. So it's not like it was fading off. We stopped because, frankly, I'm scared. Hmm. I'm going to be honest. And I'm scared to say some of the things I want to say as a Christian, as a conservative, as a man who reads the Bible and says, this verse is true, but but my church is scared to admit that it's true. Hmm. Name the verse. I think it's true if it's in there. Yeah. And some of those verses are dangerous to say because of exactly what I just said. I It goes from not only disagreeing with culture, but I am now a hateful and a bigoted person for believing some of the things the Bible says. And well, I think that's, that, just, that's just a scary world to live in. And it's the exact reason why Paul, one of the biggest contributors to the Bible, <laughs> spent most of his life in jail. Yeah, he did all right. He spent most of his life in jail for saying yeah. some of the things that I want to say. Yeah. So what does that mean for me? If I say truly some of the things the Bible says... I could lose my job. Yeah. In this world, in this this canvas we we're painting on, if if I just came out and said, I, I want to say it right now, some things, <laughs> I have to be careful. Okay, let's. What, what if we do this? What if we all went around the table and said a belief that we believe in <laughs> that's super unpopular? <laughs> I'm going to need another glass of whiskey. <laughs> we, can, we can make a game of it. Yeah. Who's, whose belief is the most host. unpopular? 
No, well, I. Th- I mean, we know what the big ones are. Do you want me to just say them? Well, <laughs> can we throw some music under this? Go. Yeah. Do you guys have music? Yeah, well, I was waiting music. for you guys to say it. <laughs> I'll, I'll put some music underneath. And it. actually, if you want to throw some emotional organ under everything I was saying, it'll make it a little less okay. probably boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um. Yeah. Sure. Let's let's cue the music. Okay. Let's start. Let's start softball. We're gonna start softball. All right. Getting drunk is a sin. Ooh, that was some Ooh. softball. That was some underhand. I I drank a little too much last night. <laughs> hey, it's in though probably. Um, I think I think being fat is unhealthy. Hey, some more softball. Ooh. Uh, what is this? Is this tee ball? Do I do I want to go? Go Alex, big or go home. Give us Alex. a good one. <laughs> I don't believe in the gender pay gap myth. It's a myth. Mm. Oh, wasn't it in uh, Deuteronomy, the gender pay gap myth? Sure. Women should stay outside yeah. of the tents for six nights and I get think, paid I less. think that was in due, due to their uh, menstrual cycle, but not necessarily how much they get paid. <laughs> but I, I think it's a myth. I think I think the study that came out about that is a little dishonest. So you're saying, just to make this clear, and we, we still have music. This music's great. Oh, it's yeah. going. Uh, that women are not paid less because of their genitals. Yes. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. Alex, go. Uh, my name is Jason. Oh, <laughs> Jason. That, Hi, Jason. Right. Hey, this whiskey's doing What do great. you believe that's unpopular? <laughs> <laughs> what do you believe is super unpopular, Jason? Oh, man. Oh, you guys suck. I know. We're putting you on the spot, right? Yeah. This is uncomfortable. Oh. I didn't want to say what I just said. Yeah. But, I, I, but I, I, I'll, I'll say for the it. record, I totally disagree with you. And I've got real life examples. Uh, yeah, but if you with, have individual examples, doesn't mean that's the narrative abroad. Uh, well, it's a good, it's a good starting point. Um, man, the one I'm struggling with, but the one I'm afraid to make a stance on, is whether I'm not affirming of homosexuality, and what does that, what does affirming mean? Because I feel like I've come a long way. From where I, I was in my fundamental upbringing, but I'm probably still not where many progressives want me to be. Mm-hmm. Can we sit there for a second? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Let's um, sit. I wanna. I want us to kind Indian of. Ba- I want us to bask. Oh, that's offensive. I want us to you bask in this style. for a little bit. We can crisscross applesauce. I don't want to do, do too much music, but we can cut the music right okay, now. Okay. Yeah. I want to bask. Done. I want to bask on the homosexuality thing for a second. <laughs> wow, it's really gay. Um, so if let's just say hypothetically. Jason came out and posted on his Facebook. Um, we're going to do another experiment. Hypothetically, I am not. I, I do not affirm homosexual marriage. You just said that on your Facebook. What do you think would happen to you at work? Uh, nothing at work because. Well, I don't know. I don't. Well, that, depends yeah. on the place of work. No, I, yeah. I don't know. It's I don't di- know if it does. Everywhere. I honestly don't know if it does. I don't, and I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, what kind of field are you in? Uh, engineering. Engineering. Okay. And so, are you friends with any of your engineering friends on Facebook? Uh, y- yeah, but I don't know. Not the same way that we're friends here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I, I suppose. I mean, I had to sign a clause when I started working there. Okay. That I can't say anything negative toward the company. So, if there was somebody at the company that I was speaking directly about, mm-hmm. I could totally be fired. Okay. If I was at, in any way, shape, or form harming the company, okay, that's I have that in writing. I can't do that. Sure, but I think if I was just going to make a statement, I don't think anything would come of it. Okay, okay, Brandon. Uh, 
What about you, Alex? If you were to just come out and say that online, what do you think? Maybe not your job. Let's say, what do you think would happen in your social life? I think, I mean, primarily, uh, most of my friends are conservative. There, is, there are a few friends that I would probably consider uh, progressive that, I, that I'm friends with on Facebook. So, but... I would never make a statement. I know it's a hypothetical, right? Yeah, but hypothetically, honestly, if that happened to be if on that, your Facebook. If that happened, I think it would probably be 50-50. Yeah. 50-50 people would be like, awesome, brother. You're doing what the Bible says. And other people are like, you're you're a bigot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, hypothetically, if, if you were to just take a poll of the random American citizen and a random American job. So let's say somebody works retail at the mall. Somebody works at a gas station. Somebody's an engineer like Jason. Or somebody, you know, works for, let's say, the state and they're a cop. And each of them had to put that on their Facebook. I think there'd be a a good majority of people that would be brought into the office at work. And they would have to have a big talk. Because you're not allowed to say that. I think that's true for... I think And I think there would be maybe a minority of people that would lose their job because of that. And my point is, that is in the Bible. And so what do you do with that? Yeah. How do you reconcile that? How you can't even be for the people that might lose their job. That's basically saying you can't be a Christian and work here. You can't be a Bible believing Christian and work here. So that's that's a weird thought to me. Are Mm -hmm. you like elevating it to the level of persecution? Hey, that's a good word, baby. Like potentially, I guess. mm -hmm. Well, I don't think I mean, I don't think we're there yet, but I think there's definitely like oppression of thought. Sure. Like you. There's not, it's, I mean, it's PC culture, like where you can't, you can't really push against the the mainstream narrative. Like I think, I think it depends on the aggressive around. tone of what's being said. You know, if I were to say, Hey, I'm trying to figure out if homosexuality is a sin or not, you know, can somebody help me figure out who, you know, I, I want to hear your viewpoints. Well, it's uh, kind how, of a different help me try to understand, uh, you know, I think that has a more, uh, accepting tone than somebody saying yeah if you're if you're gay you're going to hell well like well none of that's the thing i don't think any of us would say that in this room but i I was using that as as an example like like that's certainly way more aggressive and probably deserving of some sort of backlash well that's 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 why we always come to this the 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 huge discussion of well grace and truth jesus was full of both grace and truth so at one end of the, we have to love those who are, di- those people who are different from us, those who may even believe differently than us. But at the same time, if you believe in truth and what the Bible says is truth, then there, you have an obligation at some point in your conversations with that person that you're giving grace to, that you're loving on, that you're giving your time and your, your resources to just to love them and be the hands and feet of Jesus. You have to tell them the truth at some point. Yeah, because otherwise you don't love them. It's it it, it kind of goes back to that that classic gospel like uh, analogy that pastors always use. Like, what's the most loving thing you can do for a person inside a burning building? Tell them the building's on fire, which is the truth, yeah. and it's also graceful because you're taking time out of your your day to tell them that their building is on fire. Exactly. So um, a wise man that we had on our podcast called Chris Cook. Yeah, <laughs> he he had a really awesome quote that stuck with me. He said, uh, I don't know if this is his quote or not, or maybe he was quoting someone else, but he said, Jesus was a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper, which I thought was really profound. Like he, Jesus came to not like pat everybody on the back and be like, keep the peace. He made peace by confronting the evil in us and then making peace in the aftermath of that, which I think is a good way to look at how we should present ourselves to the world. 
um, like in the sense that I think the, the, the main issue with our culture right now is the affirming of everything. Like we want to affirm everybody's lifestyle so everybody feels good. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of rooted in like psycho babble, like psychology stuff where it's like, you don't want to stunt somebody's growth or, you know, and there, there's this movement of like, everybody needs to feel good where they are. Yeah. But that's not, that's, I don't think that's biblical and I don't think it's mentally healthy to just accept yourself. Like, I don't, I don't want people, I mean, (laughs) I want people to accept me. Like I want to have friends, but I want people to challenge me. Like I want people to say like, Hey, you're wrong about this. Like maybe you should. We've had many conversations. Maybe you should consider that we've sat around tables together and said, like, well, what about this situation? What about this? And kind of playing devil's advocate with each other. Yeah, and And that's what friendship is for, and that's what healthy community is. I don't think healthy community is saying, "Oh, you are a man and you think you're a woman. Good for you. That's amazing." Like, that's not. You know what that's rooted in? That's rooted in this idea that's been permeating culture for, I would say, three decades, thirty years. Mm -hmm. That this whole. It's in movies. It's in television. the The main theme of so much of music is believe in yourself. Yeah, you self-love. have the power. Uh, follow your heart. All these ideologies that tell you to look within, and when you do look deep enough within, you'll find the answer. Mm-hmm. But that goes against black and white against what the Bible says. The Bible says the more you look within, the more you look at the heart, you see how desperately wicked you are and how much yes. you need a savior. Mm-hmm. So the more we're telling people that inside themselves is the savior that you can save yourself. The more we're leading people down this rabbit trail, it's only going to end up with misery. And 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 so I by mean, affirming everything I, blindly, I <laughs> I'm going to start by affirming you. I'm going to start by this is is already kind of pushing the snowball down the hill. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the first things there's been a few times I've been able to share the gospel with uh, people that I know uh, in my workplace and just people I come into contact with, and I ask them how's their life going, mm-hmm. how's it going, and then they tell me like. You know, I started dating this person and or, or like, you know, a few months later, well, I started dating this person or I started dating this. And they talk about just their lives and their social interactions. I'm like, how's that working for you? Are you happy? Hmm. And it's like at the end of the at the end of the conversation, they realize like, yeah, I'm not that happy. The mm-hmm. thing that I'm trying day in and day out, month after month isn't working. And I'm like, you want to maybe try something different? No. And they just keep going on doing what they're doing. I'm like. <laughs> You were almost there. You almost admitted the fact that what you were doing isn't working. Yeah. So, and you know what that is? That, that's that's pride. And we've all yeah. been there. We've all been there. I mean, I am a Christian, but there's still most days of the week that I wake up and I see my Bible and I go, I'm not even going to open it. You know, you just go about your day because you're just like, I can do this by myself. I'll read it later. <laughs> we do it every day. So, of course, somebody that doesn't know Christ is going to think the same thing. You know what I mean? Well, I listen to a podcast. That's how I justify it. Like a Christian podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I just turn on Fox News, and that's my Bible. Oh, Jason's <laughs> totally got some kidding. comments about Fox News. I don't, even, I don't even have cable TV at home, so I can't even Give watch. us this day our daily bread, Lord. All I have is Netflix. And ne- Glenn Beck. All I have is Netflix. <laughs> uh, anyways. Oh, my but, goodness. I mean, I, just, to, just to clarify, even though I was saying hypothetically, I don't think it would be wise to put on Facebook... <laughs> I don't agree with homosexuality. Just make that a statement. I think I'd be actually just pretty foolish whether you agreed with it or not. Well, that's the thing. People... I'm just saying if the fact that you can't even say something like that without the enormous backlash you would get. You can't even you can't even have a, a stance anymore that doesn't fit the political narrative of the left. Yeah. 
You can't. You can't I, say it. I agree. You get shut down. We do have people that do it. We have I've the Ben Shapiro's of the times. world, the Larry Elders. Uh, even Joe Rogan, I think, sometimes leans a little conservative. He doesn't want to admit it. And they do it. But, man, if you go look at the comment section, there's a lot of people who hate them. There's people that, like the Jordan Petersons, they can't even walk on college campuses without getting riots ensuing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it, it just goes against that narrative. I mean, Jordan Peterson uh, is a professor out of Canada that was fired from his university because he wouldn't acknowledge a transgender person as the pronoun that they wanted. He's like, no, I'll, I'll teach you. You can be in my class, but I'm going to call you him, not yeah. Zier. You know, and he was fired for that. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. why don't we take a quick break? You want to take a break? We're, yeah, is that how let's, you guys do this? Yeah, let's you take, take a breaks? quick break and we'll, we'll come back into that because that's, that's a very interesting topic. Break time. <laughs> Hey, Timmy. Oh, no, not you again. Walking home a little late from school, aren't we? Yeah, and it's all your fault. My fault? What did I do? I got caught stealing smartphones so I could leave five-star reviews, just like you told me to, and I got detention. Well, maybe you shouldn't have gotten caught. Yeah, I guess. Well, don't just sit there feeling sorry for yourself. We have a job to do. We do? Timmy, there are still so many people who haven't left five-star reviews. Well, what else can I do? I want you to get me the names and addresses of all your friends who haven't left five-star reviews on your favorite podcast. Okay, names, addresses, got it. Wait, what are you going to do with them? Oh, I'll just be stopping in to visit. Maybe break their legs. Wait, did you say break their legs? Oh, Timmy, there you go hearing things again. You run along and get those names and addresses like a good little boy. Leave a five-star review today, or you'll be put to sleep. All right, guys, we're back with the Probably Wrong podcast. And we started getting into something that was really interesting to me because that. we're starting, to, we're seeing this uh, to our neighbors to the north in Canada. Yes. Yeah. The, How's she the, going, eh? the persecution of dissenting thoughts. Yeah. The idea that we're, there is no freedom of speech. There really isn't. So actually, the, I think it's just recently Canada started passing some hate speech laws. Yeah. And so one of the one of the people that was the recipient of the ramifications of what he said was Jordan Peterson. Jordan which, Peterson. So he he decided that he was going to call somebody by their biological gender, not by the gender that they dis- wanted to be called, and he got fired. Yeah, let go. I believe asked the to leave. Legislation in Canada was saying there's like 32 genders or something like that, right? Yeah. Isn't it 32? I don't know what the number is. Guys, you can it's have wild. your child taken from your home in Canada now. It, a law was just passed. Yep. If you do not agree with the gender, the child says it is. So yeah. if the child is a boy and says, I am a girl now, and you... If you do nothing to help them. Do nothing. They can take your child away because they say yeah. it's child abuse. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty scary, actually. Neighbors it's, to the north. It's a little like bit. It's have, a little bit scary because there's there's. I've watched panels talk about hate speech. Yeah. And talk about we need to start making laws to regulate hate speech. And and, and on the surface, that sounds good. It's like, well, nobody wants to hear something hateful. Like right. we should we should use words that are loving and admonishing and build people up instead of tearing people down. But then when the panel was asked, who decides what's hate speech? Mm. They didn't have an answer. Exactly. 
And so that's when it gets a little bit scary because it all it takes is a regime change, you know, or, you know, Donald Trump's our president right now, so he mm-hmm. might deem certain things as hate speech. Well, what's the next guy going to say or the next gal going to say yeah. is hate speech? And then next thing you know, we're in a society where you can only say certain things that the government approves of, and we've we've lost our ability to, to free speech. And I think that's one of the pinnacles of our American society is the First Amendment, to ha- say what we want to say. Yeah, but from a Christian standpoint... And you, and a worldly standpoint, does any of that surprise anybody? What do you mean? Like, okay, so you can't say those things anymore, but are we trying to force morality, holding our religious values to somebody else who doesn't believe in them? Well, no, that's not that's if that's not what's being said, though. Like, if if I say if I say somebody is who say, well, you need to call me. You need to use the her pronoun, not him. And if I say, no, I don't have to because that's you regulating my speech. I can I can say that because I have the freedom of speech to say that. I don't think it's I think regulating morality is making somebody is limiting their speech and saying, well, you can't say that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's allowed. Like I can like it's it kind of goes back to the Facebook thing like. There's there's been documented occasions where online conservative voices, voices that are counter to the extreme left's narrative of of what they, how they want the culture to work and how they want the culture to pan out, mm-hmm. they've been censored because they have a descending of view. Like again, I dare anybody right now to get on their Facebook right now and say, I think affirmative action is stupid. Oh yeah, great example. Yikes. You can't say that. You can't say well, that th- that's without gonna... without getting some sort of hate mail back and getting called a bigot and a racist for saying that. Um, the the whole free speech thing is also under attack. I don't know if you guys follow like YouTubers and stuff, but like a lot of people are demonetized and deplatformed on YouTube. Yep. yep. If the speech is deemed quote unquote, now granted, YouTube is a a free company like they're a company they can they can do what they want however it's you get into dangerous territory when you have people who are not saying like they're not inciting violence they're just sharing their political perspective that are demonetized whoa 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 and they're editing it's not just hate speech it's exactly what alex said how do you define hate speech and so what youtube's doing that i think is is the, the 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 real the root of the problem is their definition of hate speech fits a certain weird narrative. Like if you talk about yeah the Middle East, um, and, and let's say like a Middle Eastern person wants to do like a YouTube channel, they can preach what you know their Bible says all day long, and it's not going to get taken down. But if a Christian starts talking about stuff that the Bible says, that is deemed as hate speech. Um, certain topics in the Bible, but mm-hmm. you're you're like a safe. You're a, you're you're in a safe zone if you um, are in like if you're like considered a victim like the Muslims right now are considered a, considered victims yes so they're like okay to post whatever they want mm-hmm. so let's let's turn this back on the church because I think this is this is a this is something that we need to talk about because obviously we're all Christians we all excuse me attend a church in some form or another imagine if you couldn't tell your pastor that he was wrong on an issue. Yeah. You couldn't sit down, get coffee with them and say, you know what? I think the way you're leading this way, our church in this direction, or, hey, you said something on Sunday. I think it's a little. So Mark I think Driscoll. it's a little. Yeah, Mark <laughs> Driscoll. Like there was like that. That's 
Mark Driscoll is an example of a megachurch pastor that was enacting fascism on his congregation because anytime somebody came yeah, up to him and true. said, "Hey, I think you're kind of you're kind of off the wall on this particular issue," they got silenced or if he was on their staff, they got let go, they got fired and forgotten about and demonized by the rest of the staff at the church. Like a like this, I mean, I know this is a cultural talk. We're ta- we're talking about the culture at large. We're talking about the First Amendment right that we have as American citizens. But this, I think, has some sort, some you know, uh, some place for us as Christians, like to to be able to speak our mind and to say to another brother in Christ, "Yeah, I don't think that's right." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then for them to come back and say, "Well, you can't say that to me because that's hate speech." I think that's that's dishonest. So speaking of, so let's, let's go back. No, I was, go ahead, Jason. Sorry. Like is, is as a Christian, is free speech a hill we want to die on? It's not necessarily something that politically I'm going to, you, you think so? I mean, ultimately, I would say so. If we can't talk, then how are we going to reach people? I would say that right now this, and this is my stance with almost every conservative view that I have, because ultimately I'm not beholden to any sort of ism like I don't think Jesus was for isms. I mean, that's another statement. Like, if you want to put that on Facebook, I dare you to put, Jesus isn't for isms. If you want Mm. to say that, so, like, there's certain things like, yes, I believe. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in the first, I believe in the whole Bill of Rights, the Constitution. I think it's one of the most impressive documents in the past 300 years, for sure. But if those rights were taken away, that still does not, that still doesn't negate what my mission is on this planet. To, to tell yeah. everybody I know about Jesus Christ. But and living so, in a free society is something that right. is beneficial for everyone, not just Christians. So it it's it's kind of a big deal. Like It is a big freedom's deal. And that's, a, freedom's been an amazing thing for people, like for humanity. But I'm and just it's saying that's if been, that was taken away, if for yeah. whatever reason, if, if, if you got the wrong politicians in, into the White House, into Congress, that would vehemently want to take that right away well let's create a scenario so yeah absolutely it's called kinda, china i kind of like what i think yeah, i know the church what, growth in china i think i know what jason what, was, they can't say what they want to say but yet their church is booming growing well that's the thing that i'm saying jason like ultimately yeah this is my value is yes i want freedom because i think freedom ultimately benefits all parties yeah i mean yes you get some whack jobs you get some whack jobs like in charlottesville where they have the freedom to peacefully protest their stupid white supremacist ideas. Mm-hmm. Yes. But imagine if that right was immediately taken away and no longer you couldn't have anti-abortion rallies or all, all the all the rallies that we would all sit around this table and say, yeah, we agree with. Sure. We, we agree with those causes. So ultimately, yes, I'm for freedom. I want to fight for freedom. I want to say these things are good. These things are bad. But at the end of the day, if those things were taken away from me, that still doesn't negate what I'm supposed to do as a Christian. And that's where I ultimately follow, like, that's why, that's how I toe this line of being kind of political, but also being a Christian. Like, I'm here on this earth. I want good things. I want good things for my daughter. But if those things were taken away from me, that still doesn't mean I don't get to do what I need to do as a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the freedom is definitely, it's something you should pray for, right? An effort to have a peaceful life. I mean, Galatians talks about being li- liberated, liberty. Yeah, but at the same time, if if all of your political rights or your free of, freedom of speech were stripped from you, you would still be expected to operate as a Christian. It doesn't release you from that right. 
I right. don't think we're arguing that it does. I think we're just saying we're we're just discussing the importance of freedom of speech in I, general, like is good for a society. I don't yeah. think to me it's it's, it's, not it's really good a, as long as people really can a spiritual discussion yeah. in in my opinion. Like I I have I get frustrated sometimes when I see Christians over spiritualizing politics. Like to me it's not that's what I'm. That's what are I, we over spiritualizing politics right now? That's kind of where I'm. I'm getting to, and maybe we're not. But uh, but are we? Because I, there's I a lot of are. like. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jason, I know you grew up in a super, I would say like a very harmful conservative. I would I would almost call the church that you came from almost all right, for really? sure. Yeah. So really? like so some of that so some of that I think taints the the things that we're talking about just because something's. Just because Taint. something who believes in something conservative. <laughs> Sorry. I, I know we're trying to be serious. <laughs> Just because somebody who's a bad this person that believes in a couple conservative views doesn't make the whole conservative view bad. No. Yes. I, yeah. I agree Cheers, Alex. Said. So, like, like, for example, like mm. we can we can keep going back to. Do a, a myriad of topics like we talked about our complementarian versus egalitarian episode which i think is a good episode because th- that was both sides were equally represented and we had a civil conversation about it and you you said straight up and i think this is a great thing that you said you said i grew up in an abusive complementarian environment yeah but you also acknowledged that not every complementarian environment is like that yeah and so i think there's i think there's a there's a, there's a ground where we can all meet and say like yeah, like this the person that taught me this particular value was an evil person. But that doesn't mean I should reject that value altogether. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um I was going to I was going to go further down the rabbit hole that I was taking. Can was you take us down that rabbit hole? Take me. So, we're late. We're late. I was kinda, for a very important uh, day. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Alice in Wonderland God, reference God bless everybody. you, Alex. Thank um, you. God bless you. Oh, I thought that was a verse from the Bible. No, it's n- no. Did oh. somebody say taint? <laughs> <sighs> I heard it. Hey, I'm just trying to loosen things up a little bit here. I'm I'm a little warm. It's warm down here. It's it is. It's toasty. It's a hot basement. Whew. It's because we're August closer and to Flint. Because <laughs> we're closer to hell. Flint and August. Did I say that backwards. August and F- wait. Flint. August burns red. So, anyways, keep going. As cities burn. People. Okay, so this is this is my <laughs> this is my thought. People over-spiritualize politics because when I read the Bible, I I see Jesus speaking to the individual. And when we're talking about politics, we're talking about uh, like the greater good of uh, millions or potentially billions of people. Yeah. And there's there's a vast difference between like Jesus coming and dealing with the hearts of people and like whether or not trans people should be in the military. Like, I just don't, I don't think those are synonymous things. Like you can't, you can't correlate those things and you can't say that someone's more spiritual because they're liberal or they're more spiritual because they're conservative. Like it's, it's a different way of approaching life and people are wired in different ways where they have different risk calculations and they come to the conclusion that they're going to pull the, the trigger for this person on this ballot. And I just don't I just don't think that's what the gospel is about. Like it's about dealing with the demons inside you. Like that's what the gospel is to me at least. Like it's 
Is any of this making sense? Well, yeah. Do you like, know what I'm saying? You, you talked about individualism, and I think that's I think that's really important because back in Jesus's day, I mean, you had the Pharisees that literally were like, "Hey, if you're a Jew, you're good to go." Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what you've done, as long as you're Jewish, as long as you can prove your lineage, you're good to go. And Jesus came and completely took that idea of the collective, the right. collective Jewish people, and turned it on its head and said, "No, no, no, no! You have to be born again. Who's supposed to be born again?" Everybody who wants to be a part of this kingdom the needs individual. to be born again. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And that's part of the problem in this country right now is we're lumping people in these huge uh, classes of color, of, of orientation, and saying we're all the same and we're all going to unite under this flag and march the streets. But we're all so completely complex and different and yeah. in every sort of way. And all of us here claim to be Christian, but man, we can barely have a conversation. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. we try to lump these people on this idea identity politic and and until i mean it's just it's a huge mess right now Mm -hmm. i i think maybe part of the reason kind of back to the probably wrong podcast and why we stopped is is the more i talk about this stuff and the more i uh i I read about it it's it's depressing i i was even wondering if it was healthy after a while yeah Um, it can be really frustrating is this kind of conversation awesome to have um occasionally yeah but when you start doing it over and over and over it's like Beating a, beating a dead horse because especially we're just a few white guys in a basement like I, I would hope to make change with these conversations but sometimes I wonder if it's doing more damage than good and that's yeah. scary it's scary because is it is it doing good and I really hope so and we had a lot of people approach us and I'm sure you guys do too with your podcast saying man this really helped me work through something and that was really encouraging mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know I, I hope this kind of stuff is what you know people are latching on to this sort of honest discourse so i want to go back to something you said because i agreed with everything you said and i was thinking about this particular idea so like there's been a couple times jason and i have joked like what are two guys two white guys from that are pretty close to canada gonna be able to say eh?" like we we kind of joke we kind of joke about like you know what what can two white guys say yeah or four white guys sitting in a room together. And I almost like I feel like that's almost playing into the identity politics game. Like it is. What are we Oh, I was totally kidding about the white oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying because we're white. Oh, but okay. I'm just being I guess but I was playing into it, yeah. We've we've t- like I've heard other podcasts talk about like, ah, what what are two white guys and a and a gay black guy gonna say in this episode? Like they, <laughs> and they immediately identify themselves as as what they want to be. Like, why can't we just be like, what are three guys supposed to say about this? No, like, totally, totally, one hundred percent agree with you. I think it should be yeah. about the conversation, not how we. It look. should be about the conversation agree. and the character, the content of people's character. Which I don't know who said that. Any, any hints? <laughs> any anybody out there? Isn't it? Isn't it? Ben Shapiro. Isn't it incredible? Martin Luther King. No, um, <laughs> same thing. Real, though, so judging it? people by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. Thank you, Martin Luther Jesus? King. Oh, isn't Martin it Luther amazing King. that MLK Jr. said that? Like, how, when was that? The sixties, like fifty 60s. years ago, sixty years, no, fifty years ago. He said that, and it was such a simple truth, and yet we've like we're going backwards. Like everything's about but your here's identity. The tr- here's now. the truth, though. Y- your Alex. identity. Yeah. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I oh. and this no, that's is probably going to get me in some trouble. This time, is going Brandon. to get me in trouble. Should we trouble. put music? We should put music. Oh, on crap. Go ahead, because I want you guys to take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> hey, Brandon, can you interrupt? I'm me going again? to throw an idea. I want to interrupt you <laughs> because I was totally kidding saying four white guys because I am playing into it. That's all we are to people sometimes. Caucasians and being white, it's almost like. This is dangerous. Like, why every time the you take a scantron t- test, you have to s- check what race you are? There's a victimhood hierarchy or a dominance hierarchy. And in the victimhood hierarchy, if you are a person of color and you... 
you're automatically considered in this day and age a victim because of white privilege. Yeah. And so if you're a person of color, you, you have kind of like an added uh, value with what you say because we are words. It, this goes back to freedom of speech too. White people in this society are not allowed to speak on your behalf because of your story and your skin color. Would we all kind of agree on that? Like you're not allowed to sometimes you're not even allowed to disagree because we're not a person of color. Is yeah. that true? Can we all kind of weigh in on that for a second before I keep going? I've experienced that for sure. Like you have to really tread carefully when you're white and you talk well, about race. No, we're literally asked to be silent. Yeah. There's there's Huffington Huffington Post and um Salon. CNN say white people stop talking and start listening. Yeah. That's uh, that's out there. We've all seen those posts, right? Mhm. So it goes back to four white people in a basement. <laughs> we're asked to we're asked to not talk anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what society is asking us to do. Um, and and so f- being a person of color, you are given like this uh, this level of of grace because of the the narrative that you're persecuted and you are a victim. Um, and then depending on your orientation or your gender, that also gives you a, another level of of victimhood because they say women are paid less, right? And you would agree with that, Jason? That women, on average, are paid less than men and because I, they of their genitals, not because of other circumstances, but because they're women, they're generally going to be paid less. In my personal experience. Yeah, so, so therefore they'd be considered a victim. So then they're given an extra value. So if you're a person of color and a woman, you're automatically a few more points up on the scale of, of value, of worth, right? Because what you say then has a, a, a level of truth to it. Um, and you can just you can keep boiling this idea of victimhood down until I mean you can create like the perfect victim <laughs> that could potentially take over the world because no matter what you say nobody can deny it right yeah because you're not allowed to talk we're already asked to be silent yeah. and and by being a a white male I am at the very bottom of that totem pole they would say they would look at it the other way they would look at it and say no you are the most privileged you know but but it's going it's, like it's hard to it's to look at it backwards. that way when I'm not allowed to speak. Um, even when you even question something that they say, like, oh, I'm a let bigot. Me, let me just ask, I am for, for what I just said. I am a bigot. I am. It's hateful for, for claiming that said. the idea of and the, what you just for explained. Just what they're saying. I'm just repeating what they're saying. And I'd be, be but because I'm that idea is it. for for those of you who don't know. I mean, gosh, we live in a world of terms, right? That that's intersectionality. Saying that some, based on somebody else's skin color or orientation, that they had their value, that their opinion is more valuable than yours. And if you say something that contradicts what they say, well, they immediately throw the idea of white privilege in your face and you're you need to be quiet about that. And I I agree I agree with you to a certain point. I do think with there there needs to be some listening on on the 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 on the part of whites, but also Hey, we I stopped sh- podcasting, so I stopped talking. Right, exactly. So <laughs> you listen, but at the same time, if we have an opinion or if we have a question, that's almost seen as like, no, 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 what I just said is that's that's the law of the land. You're done talking. And it's like, well, can I have a question or can I ask you about this? Or there's something I kind of see inconsistent with your talk. Can I talk? Can we talk back about that? Can we have a dialogue? Exactly. Are we allowed to even talk? That's what I keep going back to when we had Pastor Alice on the show, Alex. And she she had to just say one of their main rules in their discussion groups is just say the thing. Right. Like, say it. Because even like you could be right or you could be wrong or you could have a viewpoint that we may agree with or disagree with, but we don't know until you say something. And 
if you don't say anything, there is absolutely no opportunity for any type of education. There's no opportunity for any type of common ground. There's no opportunity for any kind of peace is when people can't speak or can't say anything. And I think that's what... I think that's what's happening in our culture. And that's why you're seeing the polarization of things because people don't know how to speak. They don't know what to say. And by the time they do say it, it's already too late. Yep. They're too far behind in the conversation. I can talk about affirmation of gays, but I'm already 15 years behind because of my fundamental background. And if I don't yeah, receive the grace to talk about it, then I'm just a bigot outsider for, for all time. And I can't have the opportunity to be educated because I can't ask the questions without inheriting the label. To me, that's that's where I see free speech. And I see it as more of a building up thing as a terror. I, I, I think you did an excellent job of, of defining hate speech. But the, the word itself, like, gives me shivers. Like, like well, that, yeah, like... Well, who who's for? And you you described all that. Like, who's actually for hate speech? As from a Christian, like, no, we shouldn't be. But it keeps constantly getting redefined. So, do, where do you think freedom of speech is trending? Do you think uh, it's going away, or do you think it's getting stronger with what you just said? Yeah, oh, there's two points to that. So, um, I mean, it looks like it's going away, right? But we also have egregious examples of what we know is wrong. The white supremacy, what happened in Charlottesville is wrong, and it has inspired conversation. You had a whole bunch of females upset because Donald Trump was a womanizer and made those comments and didn't apologize for them. You had the women's marches. Donald Trump might be the best thing that ever happens to women's rights. Because Whoa, Jason, you, you cannot post that on Facebook. <laughs> I say we're going to get, we're gonna get censored on podcasts. Well, I say it all the time, though, right? Because because he's such a poor example. People thought, hey, I thought we were way further along in our society than this. But didn't Donald Trump say, I love women. I love women more than anybody. <laughs> I respect Andrew, women. I Andrew respect does a better impersonation. Sorry, Brandon. That was really bad, man. I know. I, I apologize. I, I, don't take it as hate speech, please. I wasn't oh, hating you. See, you guys see where I'm going, Andrew, though. say it real yeah. quick. What? I love women. I have the best women. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. They just let you grab them. Oh, come on. No. I come didn't, on. I know I'm not going to say any bad words. Come on, guys. Um, Where was this going? Keep going, Jason. You're on a roll. No, I liked what you were saying, Jason. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom of speech. No, no. You said this Donald, is Donald why... Trump was the best thing for women's rights. Yeah. Well, I Say mean... that part about Donald Trump being good again. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't really like the guy that much. But you guys Nor know what I, I, I like... honestly don't like him either. I hate that my hat's red and white. Like, out of, out of all supposed Republicans, and you know he's not. He just had to say he was Republican. He's the most liberal Republican ever. Well, that's Out the of thing. All he's, not even a, he's not a conservative. The no, guy, not a conservative no, at all. The guy has a like third grade speaking level. Yeah. And he's just... We got the fire and the fury. The moral, and the fury and the fire. We got them both. The moral fiber <laughs> just isn't there. It's sad. Yeah. I think he has some decent policy here and there, but when he opens his mouth, I cringe. It's like, oh, he's representing sort of my side and it's embarrassing my, i think yeah. it's i think it's funny that my dad is like you know he's he's probably one of the best presidents we've had since reagan i'm like no like if he could if he can honestly here's the one thing well it's not that far back that's only like three presidents back. so donald trump if you ever if you ever 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 listen to this podcast i mean <laughs> and you should 
I mean, why wouldn't he? Oh, though? you're actually talking to Donald I'm, Trump. I'm talking to <laughs> Donald Trump right now. <laughs> All right, right now. Yo, Donnie. Yo, Donnie. Th this is this is what I wish we could do. I wish somehow, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we could resurrect his parents from the dead, and they could take his phone away from him. And say, That's so you're, funny. You're, you're grounded for three months. You can't you can't use your phone. No Twitter. You're you, fired. <laughs> you, you fired. You fired. Wait, yeah. can I try? You fired. <laughs> That's great. Is well, it good? Well, then Arnold, Arnold had the apprentice for a while. You're fired. Come on now, seriously. <laughs> you're not going to do it anymore. You're done doing the business with me. That's good. That's a good you know, as you guys' podcast on, I think you guys do get a, a lot of grace because your title of your podcast is probably wrong. Like, I don't think you guys should stop because we're like in the risk of being in a gigantic echo chamber of the same people saying the same things over and over again. But I think, I don't know. I see, I see you guys. And from like a church standpoint, we're on the same page yeah. as far as like, yeah, the church has some big problems that, yeah. that need to be corrected. So like we're on the same team of wanting to have conversations of changing church culture in, in some way or another. We may not agree on all the intangibles, but that's that's probably the good thing. Because if we agreed for, on everything, how do we ever learn from each other? Like, if you guys aren't out there asking the questions, who's going to ask them? So if you guys drop off the yeah. face of the earth as a as a conservative-minded individuals who are leading towards church culture change, and you guys drop off the map, who's who's left? Who will carry the torch, Brandon? Who will carry the torch? Like Nate, like <sighs> no, you're you're right, and you're challenging me right now, and I I'm going to be really honest. Like I I hate when people come on podcasts and they they have. I feel like everybody has a story, and in that story they always talk about how they they've they've somehow crossed over the hill and now they're better now. It's like they always have like something bad that yeah. happened. And a redemptive like, but story. But now I'm here and I feel so much better. Yeah, I'm not over the hill. I'm still like in the trench of. I don't know what I think about the probably wrong podcast. I don't know what I think about the future of it. I'm not going to act like, well, I'm, I'm so glad I'm over all the problems. I'm perfect now. I'm really in it. I'm stuck in it guys. And I don't know where I stand, um, with the, the format of it. Um, it being something you just hear in your headphones. I don't know if that's the right way to have a conversation with people right now. I feel like there's a lot of information happening on the internet and uh, sometimes I think it's a shame that people have met me and have listened to 50 episodes before they ever meet me in person. Because I'm like, ugh. Some of the stuff I say on there, I wish you would have just gotten some Taco Bell with me first. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe that's good. And yeah, and that, it really is encouraging because I love what you guys are doing. And I love uh, this movement of just challenging thought and challenging what we were taught to believe, challenging our own inner instincts. I think it's beautiful. And we did it for a year, so obviously I loved it. Mm -hmm. And I still love it. I wish I could do it. I miss talking to Andrew every week. We we still I miss you too. We still talk every day, but just not. Yeah. We don't record it. We say some bad stuff. We we podcast over texting now. Almost we're like we'll, we'll start like blowing day. each other's phones up, and we're like, are we podcasting right now? We were talking, we were talking about the Google the Google thing. We're like, can you believe it? He was fired. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, but yeah, I I appreciate that, and maybe we will start start back up when I can work through some things and get over that hill, and then I'll have an awesome story. I'll be like, guys, I'm perfect now. <laughs> you can be a pastor then. You're perfect. I can virtue signal. Oh, that's true. <laughs> guys, look at me and everything. I used to do bad, but now I'm good. And Jesus you, loves me now. Maybe he won't be white and male anymore. 
Oh, jeez, yes. So you can have a story. I just have to change my orientation and my gender. And I'll come back. Uh, and I'll oh, be yeah, the Probably Right podcast. Yeah. Hey! That probably no won't longer... work out for your fiancé very well if you change your gender. I'm no longer a cis white male. Well, I'm right she, now. She'll have to She'll have to learn to listen. Because <laughs> mm. she's she, white. Yeah, she's white, so she'll have to just li- listen. Wow. Yeah. And we'll walk her... Well, I'll walk her through it. Nice. So, how do we want to end Anyhow. this thing, guys? <laughs> guys, I want to say something. Thank you for having us. Um, I've been looking forward. We've been talking. Me and Jason have had a side bet for like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we I did. Get, it. I want to get to the for, side bet. For eight months. So, you guys came on our podcast in January. And when you walked out of my house in Clawson, Michigan, I said, when are we coming on your guys' podcast? And I think you were like, oh, real soon. Let's set it up. It's August. <laughs> we no longer exist as a podcast. So good timing, and we. we I mess- no longer exist. I messaged him maybe like a month and a half later, like, "When are we doing this?" Because I've always like just, I've always been like a, a fly on the wall to your your guys' stuff, and it was cool having you at my house. And I'm like, I'm never gonna get to be on your podcast. So thank you for having me, no, and Andrew. So, I appreciate it. So here, Thanks, here is here is the here's the rub. Thanks, Braz. Here's the rub. Here's the, the rub. rub. Good barbecue rub. Warm yeah. in here? So stop it, you. <laughs> I'm really bad at <laughs> scheduling guests, and it's let's face it. If Jason wasn't here doing the the scheduling and the editing and all that stuff, the podcast would literally be me just sitting around like farting Aww. into a mic and asking people, "Hey, you should leave me a five star review because that was funny." <laughs> <laughs> you do all the voices and stuff, though, right? Yeah, but that's that's the only thing See, I can bring to the table that Jason doesn't bring. But you're you are the talent, bro. No, I'm not. Jason <laughs> is the talent. A few, so, a few months ago. <laughs> Richard Jacobson asked us to be on his podcast, and Alex set up the date, and he goes, "See, I got, I got an interview." It's like, buddy, they're not coming on our show; like, oh, we're going yeah. on theirs. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I just, I'm not good at it because one, I just, I don't do social media very much anymore, just because I don't think it aligns with my values. Really, I'd rather spend. I've been trying to spend more time with my daughter and my wife. So wow. I'm not on Facebook well, anymore. Look at you being really. a decent. Human look being. at you virtue signaling. <laughs> virtue signaling right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. I kind of wanted to. We're at an hour. We're at an hour right now, guys. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of wanted to go get, another two. I, I kind of wanted to get into some current events. Do you want to treat them as like a lightning round? You just yeah. Do news? Yeah. I got to pee though. You want to like take a break and come? Let's back? Let's take another break and we'll come back. <laughs> Wait, can we come back with some new news? Yeah, we can come back with some new news. Ah, <laughs> I haven't done this in a while. Mm, we back in this. Biznet. All <laughs> oh, up in that hairy biznet. Oh my. So this Woo. is what you get. You, you clicked on this episode, everybody, and this is what you get. So I hope you guys are enjoying. This is why we're not a podcast anymore, folks. Mm. I hope you guys are enjoying the Probably Wrong Podcast. We J- Jason and I, are, we, and we're having a lot of fun. Well, we're hijacking the Not Your Pastors pod for just a moment to do one of our old seggies called seggies. New news. Ready? Let's hit that music. One, two. I want to play new news, new news, out with the old and in with the new news. <laughs> and that's... Did you ever new brew? Oh, do you even new brew with the newest news in the blue goose new? Oh my god. <laughs> that was full on, that was full on Clausen. Yeah, you went full on Clausen. Check your Clausen privilege. You knew the suits of a Mubuku. So anyways... So uh, uh, you got to give us some news, bro. We don't have any news. We'll respond to it. Well, I mean, I don't. What are we talking about? Well, there then? was the Google thing. Is that new enough? We didn't really talk about that. Um, 
yeah, that kind of goes. Let's in let's line talk with... about the Google thing, and then we can talk about whether or not we should go to nuclear war with North Korea because that's Ooh. also new. <laughs> I like that. Let's whether do both. or not we should. Uh, let's do both. So first, there was uh, there was a little a uh, little controversy over at the Google headquarters. Uh, there was an employee. What was his name again? James Demore. Uh, Jason James Demore. Dunf- he's done for. Wasn't it Jason Dunfor? <laughs> Jason Dunfor. <laughs> James, my boy Jamie, uh, my boy James. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he. We like to call him Jimmy D. He uh, posted an internal message to all the employees at Google. A manifesto, if you will. A manifesto. I like that, Jason. Who read it? Who actually read it? I read the manifesto. Jason, so you, I did not read the whole thing. You I, actually, I read heard it. most of it. Uh, Ten pages, thirty-three hundred words. Was he it a slow even day included at work? links to studies. Uh oh, party foul. Bottled down. Wasn't me. Jason's getting hammed. Jason actually read the memo. So what did what what did the memo say? Give us give us the rundown. Um. Well, I mean, it was kind of into two parts. So it was conservative versus liberal thought. Kind of a lot of what we've been talking today. Right. About the censorship of conservatives and the guy who wrote it at the very bottom, he included a footnote that said he was himself a liberal, but he was concerned about the echo chamber going on within Google. And you guys talked about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he had another vantage point. I don't know if he was trying to make an example out of it, but it was women being um, um, tech engineers Mm -hmm. And he was explaining the differences between men and women. And pretty much he didn't like, um, he didn't like um, how Google was pushing for more diversity. He, he, they were pushing for more women tech engineers. And he was making the case that maybe we don't need more. Maybe we've got, you know, maybe this is the way it is. And men are more suited for the job than women. And he included a crap ton of links to studies and other things kind of proving his point i don't know like i think he did it and i think he was trying to be as nice as possible like i would say if this was like his first offense no way he should have been fired well that's that's what eventually happened what the the whole uprising and uproar is on social media and the on the interwebs is he got fired because he had an opposing view of what google thought yeah. The, the 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 head the heads of Google. Yeah, and he was canned. And what's really funny is now he has job offers all over the board. Yeah, it's kind of the best thing that's ever happened to him. No, yeah, but <laughs> similar, similar to Jordan Peterson, he got fired, and now he makes more on Patreon than he ever did as a professor because yeah. there's people that are just like finally some truth. But yeah, he was he was fired, and I, I believe he was using kind of the machine of Google to prove his point. He was using the the fact that I mean, think about it. Everybody pretty much uses Google. You're searching things. And he could look into the internal demographics and see that men were more typically searching for engineering jobs or things yeah. related to it. So it makes sense that there's going to be a ton more people applying for that job. So why are we catering to the opposite sex when that just frankly doesn't exist as often? No, he provided a lot of solutions on how to actually get more women in. That <laughs> yeah. he thought, well, that was the thing, too. He like, thought was probably be more beneficial tactic than, than Google's current approach. And they still well, fired him. That's why he was fired, though. Is is that that's kind of the, the the purpose of the whole story is that to suggest that there is a difference between men and women is no longer acceptable according to the narrative of the left. So, like to to suggest that maybe if we changed X, Y, and Z for the company, 
uh, women would have more incentive to join or that might be more appealing to women is offensive because the narrative that's being pushed now is that there's no longer any difference between men and women. They're exactly the same. Men can do all the things women can do. Women can do all the things men can do. And to suggest otherwise is sexist and it's bigoted and it's, you know, but, name name the word. Well, there's whatever. the classic uh, tennis player, the McEnroe guy. He was, oh, he was yeah. caught in an interview saying, yeah, Serena Williams is, or was it Serena or Venus? One of the two. Serena. Serena Williams yes, Serena. Is, is, was, is an incredible tennis player, but she, would, she wouldn't last a minute against even the worst of the men that yeah. are professional tennis mm-hmm. players. And, you know, there was a huge backlash. But what's funny is she actually played yes. a, a pro male <laughs> bottom of the totem pole tennis player. And she got and she destroyed. Lost. Yeah. And she lost like hand over fist. Do you know what's funny? There's actually an interview with her from, I think it's like 2011, where yes. she actually says the same thing. She says, I wouldn't want to play men because I would get I would get beat by the men. Like, it's not the same game. It's not the same sport when you're playing men. So there'd be no place for me playing against men. Yep. But fast forward like five years and all of a sudden that's a unacceptable thing to well, say what's weird about that guys is let's just admit it it's not rocket science no it's men on average basic. are built different <laughs> you're gonna have the exception to the rule you're gonna have a woman that's very muscular and a guy that just doesn't have that body type but typically a man just has a bigger frame yeah and with that comes probably more speed and more strength so it's gonna make sense they're gonna be at, it's just not even the same playing field when it comes to sports that should be one of those duh moments yeah but the political left is so up their own butt, they don't even see that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you you can't even accept biology for what it is. It's it, it seems so nonsensical to me, and yet we're forced to have this conversation, and I'm forced yeah. to be quiet. <laughs> what? what? I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> just that doesn't playing. make any sense. And, and then let's, that's just the bare minimum that a man is stronger than a woman on average. That's yeah. just the bottom. That should be like, that's a dumb moment. But then with that, let's be honest, men are attracted to different things in life. That's another obvious thing. Right. Guys are typically more into guns. In the break, Alex and I were talking about nine millimeters. <laughs> I want to ask, I, I wish I could pull podcasts that comprise women and ask them, have you ever talked about nine millimeters during a break? They, maybe, <laughs> maybe one of them has, and that's cool because there's always going to be an exception to the rule, yeah. but there's always going to also be a majority and the majority yes. of men are going to be into different things. Women are going to be into different things. That's not, it's just obvious, but we're not allowed to have this conversation. I would, you get fired from Google if you do it. You get fired from yeah. your job. Yeah. So who am I? I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to go back to it. I'm just a white guy in a basement. <laughs> I'm a white man in a basement and I have a very normal job and I'm scared to have a podcast. Boom, yeah. roasted, drop the mic, Woo! more whiskey. Hey, Amen. Preach Damn, it, brother. Damn, Brandon, you so, broke shut the, the truth. Shut stores. Did Jason, the guy, Jason wants to talk. No, did the guy write it while at Google using Google property? Because then technically his manifesto was paid for by Google. <laughs> written on Google property. That's great. Which deserves to be fired for regardless well, no, of what's in it. I think it's really interesting. They had a what? study come out what? where they had a bunch of and Google employees read the manifesto and it, it was right down the sp- it was split 50-50. People thought that was offensive and not offensive. Yeah, my wife read it. She thought it was incredibly offensive. Really? I read it and I I didn't see it, which is why I said the statement, if this is his first offense, I don't I don't think he should have been fired because I believe in grace and forgiveness. Like he should have been talked to about it. 
There, there should have been a discussion. Oh, you believe this? You pulled these studies? Well, actually, it was from a GeoCities site from 1995, so <laughs> that's not a good study. But mm. you know, what? They, wait, there should have been a conversation. What did your wife find offensive? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Just but, because it did, it did it come across as anti-feminist to you, to her, perhaps? I don't know. She, she, she. Uh, uh, without, Can I take a stab at it? Can her. I take a stab at it? And I think I could justify why a woman would be offended. Take I'm going to take, I'm gonna take a stab because I, I also don't want to come across as like a chauvinistic pig or something. I, if I was a woman, I would be offended if somebody told me I can't do something. That's mm-hmm. offensive. Everybody is capable of at least trying to do anything. doesn't mean you can, but I think that's one of the beautiful things about America is that it's the land of the free. Anybody can try to do anything. That's not what we're talking about. Though. I know, I know, I know. But the we're left talking about statistical norms. Like, I know, but the I'm I'm trying to justify. I play devil's advocate. The left, and maybe some. I don't know if that's what your wife was upset about, but I'm just guessing that because I know my fiance would probably probably be pretty upset if somebody just told her you can't be this fill in the blank career, and, she, and rightfully so. You know, you should never limit somebody. But that's not what we're talking. That's I not know, what it says. But what I'm trying to say is, I think that's we have to try to at least put ourselves in the, the shoes of the, the people we disagree with or else it's not proper discourse. That's the whole purpose of it is to have an honest conversation. And I have been listening for three months. I haven't podcasted. So maybe I'm a little bit more fine tuned in this. So I'm trying to understand why a woman, a woman would be upset by what that guy said. And the only thing I can understand is that I hate to say it. I think they're probably misunderstanding his heart. Yeah. But I would say maybe so. they're saying, well, you're telling me I can't be an engineer or, you know what I mean? I think that's where they're coming from. And and if that's truly what they're getting from it, then we should have an honest conversation and, and try to, try to make some sense of where, where are we, where are we not getting each other? Where are we miscommunicating? Cause I think there's a lot of miscommunication happening. I think a lot of people yeah. misunderstand Trump. I think a lot of people misunderstood Hillary. I think a lot of people misunderstand the not your pastors podcast. We're all misunderstood. And the problem, and it, it, this comes full circle. If we're not allowed to talk about it, then none of this is going to move forward. Yeah. Which is why I say the guy cared enough to write a 10-page manifesto yep. to ignite a conversation. I mean, it's personal opinion, right? Well, everything he said, I mean, he tried to back it with scientific facts, but that's what everybody does. Everybody tries to back what they believe with facts and proof. And... I think it should have gone on a discussion. I shared with you guys in the break some coworkers I've had in the past who have been absolutely horrible to women. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming yeah. there was something going on of that nature to aid in the firing, but there could not have been. And if there isn't, that's why I go back to if this was his first offense was writing this manifesto. Uh, I don't. I don't think that he should have been. Well, fired. I don't think it was an offense though either. But I think the conversation should have just it, at least it, it it at least should have been a conversation. Yeah, and that's what that's what it's a conversation. We're not allowed now. to have. It, we yeah, are it's not a, it's a conversation. Now. We're not allowed to have a conversation. I think. He I think wasn't. what's really telling was his opening statement, was like, "I believe in diversity. I want more diversity in the Google company." I think the way they're going about making it more diverse is dishonest. Yeah, and I think that was his main my, thing. They my wife at. did say if he would have. If he just would have stepped, stayed with the differences between conservatives and liberals and becoming the echo chamber and stayed away from women altogether, which she thought was really poor argument, then there's no way he would have been fired. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, it seems like Google's a pretty lost cause. Yeah. They're redefining the world. 
They're turning us all into. We have we have examples of it. I'm not going to share I'm it. A, now, I'm about to Alex Jones. It. I've done I've done some research, <laughs> man. They they literally redefine the Merriam-Webster's dictionary to fit the agenda. Well, they think about it. it. It's pretty scary to think about. Like Google, I mean, the entire world pretty much like relies on Google for information. Of like, course, Google it is like that's it's a verb. Yeah, googling Wait, yeah, is a verb. Yeah, it's a verb. It's Google not even it. a new verb. I've been saying and Google so, it since high school. And so if you think Thank about you, that or English class. If you think about the fact that there are like we we're so like disconnected from how the internet works sometimes. Like Google is a place with like people that control it that run Google. It's not just a search engine that answers all of our like problems. You think that, Jeeves. So you think there's so, one head nerd? There's, this is how we're going to define these words. <laughs> well, I mean, there is. Somebody really high in, in the victimhood hierarchy. That's who it is. Somebody decides what shows up on Google. Like, that's a real thing. It's it's kind of freaky to think or about. You pay we rely it. on it, it you so can, much. You can think pay a certain much. amount of money if, if you have a non-offensive platform. Like, I remember at the shop I used to work at, they used to pay Google to be within the first three searches of their particular thing that they wanted people to search. So it's called yeah. search engine optimization, man. Yeah, for sure. But when you're talking about like just definitions of words or like yeah, or or just like uh feed like image feeds and stuff. So like, like the most recent one I can think of. That? The most recent one I can think of is fascism. Back when Tr- Trump first got elected, if you like, if you went back in January and looked up what fascism meant, mm-hmm. it, it it included the word right wing in that definition if you google it now if you google fascism right now it does not include it because I, I i kept checking it and i would literally check it because i was like you know growing up in in school and taking history class they always said that hitler was a fascist mm-hmm. and his views are not necessarily right wing in my opinion as a as a conservative as somebody who was who would lean more right in the political spectrum if you look at hitler's politics if you look at hitler's policies they do not line up with the right wing conservative movement at all but the fact that they put that in there and then therefore people justified it well they would just say well trump's a fascist and they would justify yeah. the hate that they have towards trump because they can say well he's a fascist well what's a fascist anybody who's right wing and yeah. then you and then you you have things escalate to that point to where we have violence now in charlottesville and all these other anti anti-fascist protests known as a group called antifa which is the anti-fascist movement of the right, or excuse me, of the left. But in actuality, because they're trying to suppress opposing ideas, they themselves are the fascists. And if you look, and if you look up the definition Preach. of fascism right now, that's what the definition of a fascism is on Google. I, I think Antifa and the neo-Nazis and the skinheads, although they disagree, are way more similar than they ever think. If you watch the videos, if you watch the... And we just switched topics uh, topics seamlessly, guys. We went from talking about the Google memo to now we're talking about Charlottesville. Like Charlottesville. Um, if you look at the videos, if you look at the two videos, and honestly, you have to look at both sides. And that's what I... That's, that's, you have to do that nowadays. You can't just rely on CNN to get your news because they're going to project... Fake news. A, I'm not going to go as far as to say this is their fake news, but they definitely have a liberal bias. Very fake news. So you have to look at <laughs> you have to look at both sides, and when you look at both sides, who are conservative and liberal, you look at the videos that they're posting. There's Antifa, the le- extreme left wing, with clubs and weapons going after the neo Nazis. Then you have the alt right neo Nazis who also have clubs and weapons. And you look at the you look at the group fighting one another. It's a bunch of people just fighting and they all have weapons like you who's who's different now 
They're all the same now at this point in my mind. Yeah. It's all because of identity politics and the lack of freedom of speech. Woo! Brandon, yeah, you brought it home. I was, uh, I was about to say that. It's all identity politics. Should, it's all a bunch of stupidity. Andrew, we should start a podcast. <laughs> and we should call it... Uh, what should we call it? Pro- uh, probably your probably pastors. Probably pastors wrong. Mm, on the tip uh, of my tongue. We'll, we'll talk about it off air. Okay. In all, in all honesty, um, home, if Alex. I can virtue signal real quick. <laughs> You are wearing a cross on your shirt, so I think you started at a good place. In all honesty, with with <laughs> with, with Charlottesville, this is this is my opinion. <laughs> what? That's funny. Can I just virtue signal for a second? Yeah. That cross. Bless you, brother. I got a cross on my shirt. What can I say? Can you hold the Can you, you hold you the Glock nine street, while you, you pray while on you virtue signal? Corners too? No, 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 no. <laughs> wow. Can you hold this? Uh, I'm gonna put this down. Alex is holding a nine I'm not holding. I'm not holding the sword right now. I'm just okay. trying to. I'm trying to speak truth. You know. Okay. Let's give give it to the people. As <laughs> this is what I'm going to do as a conservative. Okay, from here on out, I'm going to condemn the people that say that they're the they are the alt right and white supremacist awful people. They would say like, oh, you're you're basically on our side because you're right wing. You identify as like, no, 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 no. We we believe in two different things, completely. Of course, they're terrible. But. If you consider yourself a liberal, this is what I would like you to do. I would like you to condemn the violence that groups like Antifa do. Like, can we meet in the middle somewhere? Can we at least meet in the middle and say, if, if, you're, if you might be right and moderate or left and moderate, can we at least come to a point and say, this is enough. I don't yeah. care who died. I don't care I if it was a that. white supremacist who died or an Antifa person that died at the Charlottesville protest that's going on. People dying because of a protest is is stupid, and people, I just I, I hate it. I honestly hate it. And we we immediately before somebody's body is cold, dead in the morgue, we politicize it immediately, mm. and say, Jeez. Well, so why can't we just say, you know what, death is stupid. We need to mourn with those who are mourning because they lost somebody, and say, you know what, the extreme left and the extreme right. Those people, we need to demonize that and put a stop to that because that's what's really tearing this country apart and polarizing it even more. Most of the, most of the liberals that I talk with, I have no problem talking and talking policies and talking ideas and views. It's a pretty civil conversation. Yeah. But it's those people that are on the extreme right and the extreme left. Come on, people. When's enough enough? Are we done? Are we serious? And Jason and I were talking about this off air. I don't think we are. But seriously, are we done? Are we done seeing people dead in the streets about over the stupid stuff? Yeah. Virtue I, signal. I agree. No, that was, that was an amazing virtue. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And to be Hundo def- percent. And are we, are we kind of wrapping it up? Because I don't know. If yeah, I, wanna, I think so. I, I'll just say one last thing. Uh, it's going to be kind of depressing. And maybe this is just where I'm at. Maybe it's because I'm not over the hill and I haven't really come to the light and I haven't started the podcast back up again. <laughs> all I can see, and this is where I'm depressed. That was a preface. Is... Uh, I don't see it ending anytime soon. Mm. Yeah, I know. And that's, yeah, that's the unfortunate That's what thing. we were talking about beforehand. And I just, I don't see that light and I don't see podcasts even helping much anymore. Maybe I listen to them too much. I just see all this being clutter in a chaos cesspool of BS information. I feel like everybody's just pissed. Every time I turn on the internet, it's just anger. Yeah. And I'll, you know, so, I don't know. Can I spiritualize this real quick? Yeah, please. I, I would love. I would love that. Is there going to be music? Uh, no, you don't need to put music because I only have one statement to say. The oh, only, the only time, the only time that I've seen racism cured, and I've seen it happen in my lifetime, 
the gospel. Mm. The only time I've seen good. self-centeredness and, and selfishness and and caring about things that don't really matter in this life, the only thing I've seen that cured by is the gospel. So I think as Christians, like, yeah, we can sit here and have a podcast and have share our conservative views or our liberal views or whatever, but unless we're actually out there engaging the culture by saying, I think there's a better way. I think there's a better way than conservatism, and I also think there's a better way than liberalism, and I think that's the gospel. Yeah. Um, oh, that's amazing. For me, what it boils down to is uh, these do these conversations, do these viewpoints, do, do they inhibit the gospel? And what I mean by that is last week we had on Laura who shared on how she lost her seven-year-old daughter to cancer and struggled with her faith. And born out of that was real ministry that doesn't go away. People are still going to die from cancer like tomorrow, regardless of what's happening in Charlottesville. And people are still going to go hungry, not five blocks away from here. There's going to be kids who do not have any food. And so lost in these conversations and where podcasting is not helping, Brandon, is we're getting wrapped up in stuff that, I mean, it does matter. It's important. But how much ministry is being lost because of it? How, hmm. how, like, Where's the dividing line at? Like, you're liberal, I'm conservative, who cares? Let's get together and, like, if we're both Christians, if we're Christians with different political viewpoints, I would hope that none of this is getting in the way of actual ministry, and I think that it is. That's why I'm willing to have conversations like these on our podcast, because people aren't talking, and when they're not talking, they're not ministering together, and it's destructive to Christianity as a whole. I mean, that's the whole idea of division in the church and Satan loves that. I mean, not again, to sound super spiritual, but Satan loves that division because when there's division and when there's infighting within the body of Christ, nothing gets done. Yeah. I'm not saying we should, I'm not, I'm not yeah, me either. I, yeah, I love these conversations and ultimately deep down inside, I'm a conservative. I'm a conservative in, in this realm. I mean, obviously I'm a Christian, but, Politically, where I line up, I line up conservative. But gosh, my citizenship's in heaven still. <laughs> the, sorry. Yeah. Paul, Philippians, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. I know. That, like These I are think, in your your wheelhouse. You like these discussions. I hate them, man. They make me so well, you're, uncomfortable. You, you're, you're apolitical, so you... you <laughs> yeah. And you like everybody to get along, so we've said some things that have probably upset I know. some people. Well, I've tried sorry. to participate and say sorry some things that. that are way outside of my comfort zone to have the conversation because I do think it's important, but yeah. So with all I think that, it's important, oh, go ahead, Andrew, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's important as Christians that we have these conversations. I think they're important conversations, but I also think it's important to do what we just did to like, kind of bring it back to something greater. Like we're Christians first. We're not Americans first or conservative first or liberals first. So I think that's important. I think it's it important is. to have the conversation in that lens, but I also think, the political discourse is, I mean, it's it's very important. Like, it's the future of this country. And I think this country is a really special place. And I think it's worth preserving. And I think it's worth having a discussion about. So I have, I, I don't, I'm not conflicted, like, with having, I have a passion for politics. And I have a passion for, like, cultural dialogue and stuff. And I don't, I don't feel guilty for that. I think that's a good thing. 
I think yeah. it I think it dictates where the future is going and like I have a child on the way and it's important for me to consider what kind of world my kids born into you know what I mean yeah absolutely so I don't know that's that's my two cents love Brandon, you guys closing love you guys and then we're gonna wrap it up closing thoughts is I I love you guys and um that's not being cheesy you know what I mean yeah I I love each and you know, every one of you guys Jason <laughs> Alex Andrew <laughs> Uh, and I think I think exactly what you said. <laughs> bringing it back to the gospel is huge, and I don't want to be long winded. I just want to say thank you guys yes. for having us. Uh, this has been awesome. Absolutely, guys. I didn't back, say thank you. Thank you. Come back to podcasting, please. I I yeah. miss you guys very much. So maybe we will. Maybe this was a, a good step in the right direction, going up that hill. I don't go, know. We'll see. Everybody, go listen to uh, some probably wrong episodes. They're they are great. I can I can vouch for that. Like especially the one where. Jason and I are the guests. Mm. You should go listen to those episodes. That the episode, best. the best episodes we have ever. The best guest. <laughs> they do really have some good guests, especially your guys's. Uh, I think is episode fifty-one with Colin. So if I can make a personal recommendation, those episodes for sure. But anyway, cool. This out. This conversation is going really long. So um, yeah, thank Dang. you guys so much. Really Bye. Deep. See you guys. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye. Probably around podcast. Oot. All right, Jason, breathe. Okay, there we go. So we have... This might be the most triggering offensive episode we may have ever done Uh, for some uh, people. Yeah. And then there's going to be another group of people that are like, yeah, I I agree with some of those things he said. You know what? I mean, like like I said it in the episode too, these conversations just make me uncomfortable yeah but i think they're so incredibly important and then they sh- they should not go away yeah. they should be part of our dialogue they should think, not be silenced i think because people are being silenced is i think that is leading to the polarization that we see so much today absolutely so but anyway jason you know we did a lot of talking with the guys from probably wrong and i want to say personally thank those guys for coming out i mean they drove they drove all the way from Colossus, michigan i mean <laughs> yeah rare in studio for us so that was i always love in studio interviews i mean i feel like you really get to feel the full range of emotion and just being able to talk and sit like sit across the table from those guys is really really awesome but we have some awesome feedback from our Laura Pruno episode yeah even though technically we released it like this morning yeah, by the time we're recording this, we actually this is it's Monday night. Yeah, we released the episode Monday morning. Yeah. this morning. Yeah, so I mean, it's only been out for not even twenty four hours. Yeah, a handful of hours, and then we got some cool feedback. So Rachel Maggio and I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sounds pretty good to me. Really start sorry, sorry if Rachel. I'm not. Yeah, she said awesome episode. Had me hashtag crying at the gym. LOL. Hopefully, people just thought I was having an intense workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, we should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of that episode. Cry Fest 2017. It, it it hits you pretty hard. It does. Like her sermon in particular. Oh um, my gosh! But we we got some more feedback on that there too. The mini millennialology pod. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. You did pretty good, though, Jason. They said, I'm grateful that at Laura Pruno and you guys did this. This episode is a resource I can share to others and use myself. And that's exactly what we're hoping it to be. Yeah, I'm definitely going to come back and use this as a resource for sure. 
Yep. And then the Not Guilty podcast said, top notch work, ladies and gents, with little clappy hands in between each one. If there's word. anything that emojis should be used for, it's little clappy hands. Yeah, little clappy hands. So we appreciate the feedback. And there's more than that, too. I was just picking a couple. And if you guys haven't listened to that episode, um, you you need to. Absolutely. I, like I said, it's it's definitely it's a, it's a hard conversation, but it's something that needs to be had. Yep, for sure. Kind of kind of like this one. Like this one's kind of this one's going to be hard for people to hear, I think. But I think it's important to hear the the opposite view of what you think because I think that makes you a better person in the end because it's, you're not just sitting in your echo chamber. You're hearing opposing views and hopefully that that helps make you into forms you into a better person. It it either reinforces your ideas that you already had or it makes you maybe change a little bit and maybe kind of kind of become a little bit more, I don't want to say moderate, but at least like think about things as opposed to just hearing the narrative from your particular side's point of view. Yeah. So yeah, Jason, go ahead. No, maybe uh, next week. So what what are we doing, Alex here? A little, little uh, podcast production note. Are we taking our break now? Are we going to do one more episode before the break? I think because of recent events. Yeah. Like in Charlottesville. Yeah. I think next week's guest we need to include it in this season. I think so too. And he's going to come on. Um, he's been—he's a return guest. We're not going to reveal who it is yet. Yeah, but we're going to be talking about racism within the church. Within the church, we now. know it happens outside. It's painfully obvious that it happens outside Absolutely. of the church. We're going to talk about racism in the church. Yeah, we got to deal with the plank in our own eye. Yeah, before we deal with the speck in our brother's eye. So yeah. we're going to do that. But anyway, Jason. You know, oh, wait, wait, like just oh, a little ahead. call to action. I, I'm curious. I want to hear. I honestly want to hear some feedback on this show, on these conversations. What do you guys think about the conversations we had with Probably Wrong today? Are we out of line or should we speak? Uh, what, what's your guys' thoughts? You can hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and or through our website, notyourpastorspodcast.com or send us an email. Um I'd really like to get some feedback on it. So I want to say this to um, everybody out there tonight. Listen, there's a lot of stuff going on in our world. It's -hmm. it's crazy town. I mean, you got not only I mean, in the midst of all of this stuff um, going on with North Korea, then you got Charlottesville, then you got the the politically right and the politically left kind of combating one some another scary stuff, some man. scary stuff this is this is i want to say jason i'm going to give one piece of advice and then i want you to conclude okay your, your yeah. final word guys need to t- we need to take care of each other out there mm-hmm. at the end of the day there's nothing more valuable than just the the your neighbor and i mean i think jesus said it best you know you have to love your neighbor as yourself but also if we could add a personal note from the not your pastors podcast jason tell the people what they need to hear Always keep your stick on the ice. Have a good night, everybody.